Aloha, everyone, and welcome back to Multifamily Live. I am super excited about today's guest. I have the incredible Dustin Heiner. And if you have been following us for years now, you if you go back, we have actually had Dustin on the podcast, not once, but twice before. We have become amazing friends. He is an amazing investor, father, friends, just somebody I look up to and I trust. So Dustin, please introduce yourself to everyone here at Multifamily Live. Hey, Peely. Thank you. So that was a great introduction. I, I feel so much like I feel energized because of that introduction. So really appreciate it. And so great to be on your show again. Uh, number one, you and I hanging out, but then at the same time, being able to help uh, everybody that's listens to your show as best as we can to invest in real estate. But yeah, I, I love real estate investing. And you and I met because of podcasting and real estate investing, mm -hmm. which that's the great thing about podcasting and real estate investing is you meet good people. Now you do meet some not so good people. You just don't continue friendships and relationships with them when they're not so good. But the other ones, you definitely hang on to them. But uh, I really appreciate you having me on the show again. So why don't we talk about it a little bit more? Because you know, I'd like to latch on to things. We're going to talk about master passive income. How, that the fact that that's the title of your company and and how do you master passive income. Like everyone needs to know about that. And there's a plethora of ways, but we want to know how Dustin Heiner does it. And let's talk about and go further into, because relationships are everything. Relationships, partnerships, that's how we met. We met through another relationship. And that relationship brought me to Rubicon, which we can talk about as well. But I get a hold of, ahead of myself. Let's talk about mastering passive income. Also, a little bit more about Dustin, if you want to, I'll leave it in the show notes about the other two podcasts. You can learn more and you can see his growth through these now three podcasts, where Dustin started two years ago and where he is today. So I invite you to listen to those podcasts as well. So Dustin, give us a little bit of thought of how you, how you came to master passive income and what that is to you. So when I bought my first rental property, it was back in 2006, I bought a property and I had other people doing the work. And as you know, when you're a real estate investor, your property works for you. So with your property working for you, you're making money. Well, I got my first check from my property manager. I could clearly see it in my mind. I looked at the check, $317. It's like, this is the easiest money I have ever made. I need more of this. And then I thought... I've literally mastered passive income. Like I worked one time and I'm going to keep making money over and over and over again. And honestly, this was before the crash of 2008. And even in 2008, people asked me the question, well, did you lose money in 2008? Like the value of the homes went down, but I made more money in passive income because rents go up. You know, if sadly, if people lose their homes, you know, they're in foreclosure. Well, that increases the demand for rentals. So my just... Oh, it skyrocketed. Like the rents just kept going up and the prices that pop, properties that I own, the prices have gone up and up and up. So the values back up, the rents are up. So that's the thought of mastering passive income. And so I, I thought, you know what? I want to help other people to master passive income. That's how the name came out. But when you asked me the question, like, hey, let's chat about mastering passive income. There's a couple things. So number one is the what, and then there's two hows. So the what is 
we work one time and get paid over and over and over again. Now you might work a little bit here and there. Like I get a call from my property manager once every six months. Hey, this is what's going on. We need your help or, you know, your insights. That's it. Like it's very, very minimal work. So it's not like you work one hour and then your boss pays you the next hour. And if you don't work that next hour, you won't get paid again. That is the, the what. What we want to do is to work one time and as best as we can get paid over and over again. So that's the what. Now, here is the basically the, the who's, sorry, the what and the who's is what we're going to talk about. Um, the what is working one time getting paid over and over again. But then we want to look at the who, because when you're going to be buying real estate, when you're going to be building a business, when you want to make it automatic, like I don't want a job that I own. You know, if you have a job that you're cleaning carpets, well, that's, you own the company, but you're working over and over. If you don't clean that next carpet, you know, the next house, then you're not going to make money. What I look at is next is I look for the who in my business. So the what is working one time, get paid over and over again. Now you can, with real estate, obviously buy one property and the property works for you. I suggest hiring experts in the area. As you and all your listeners know, we hire experts. They are the ones that do the work, which makes it so much easier on us. We pay them well. They take care of the properties. We make money. Then if you're going to create another business. Now, I look at all businesses investing as well, real estate investing as well, as a passive income business. Now, there are businesses that are not necessarily passive income, but what I look at is now the who in my business. Give you an example. I need a property manager. I don't want to manage my properties, so I look for a who, the right person. It's not the what anymore. It's the who is going to be the right fit. Same thing with any business like Master Passive Income where I do coaching, I have my podcast, YouTube channel, all, all that stuff. I work one time and then like, you know, I put out a YouTube video or put out a podcast. I do one time and that stays out there perpetually until like I literally close it down. But at the same time, there are other things that I need to do in my business, like sending out emails or uh, working with students. So what happens now, it's a who question. If I want to free up my time where I master passive income, where it's, it's passively coming in, I'll give you an example. So I used to do all the one-on-one -on -one coaching with my students. Like literally, it's, it was so much fun. But then I realized I didn't have enough time. I had so many students. And you know, like it, you just don't have enough time in the day. Plus, you have your family. Like I quit my job so I can live with, with my family and be with them all the time and be with my wife. I, that's what my goal was. But now I have something that's taking more time. Well, what I did realize was I need to find the right people that can alleviate this burden on me or the time, like give me more free time. So I now literally have students that I've coached. They became super amazing investors, like doing better than I did. And then now they're coaching. So students turn into coaches. So it's the who question. Any business, in my opinion, can be turned into a passive income business for you as the owner. Real estate investing obviously included any business. I'll give you an example. The Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference, which you're going to be coming and speaking at, you and Jason. Jason's going to be giving a keynote, which is awesome. And this conference, of course, I'm working a good amount, but I also have other people. So it's much more passive. It's not like I'm doing everything in the business. And so for me, it's the what, work one time, get paid over and over again. And then it's the who question. Who can I put in place that's going to actually take care of this so that I don't actually have to do every bit of this work? Does that all make sense? It does make sense. You are, and this kind of brings us to our network and our who 
that we started talking about in the very beginning, finding the right people for your businesses, finding the right people for your real estate business, for your coaching program, for your for your conference, and making sure that those people are working cohesively. So you work that one time and then you manage from afar everything else that's happening. So dig in a little bit deeper. How can, you went with the what and now you went and you had the who, now how? How can people find good people? Like how do you vet those people that you work with? And let's start off, let's really focus in on the real estate aspect. How do you find good people to work on your real estate portfolio and tell my audience a little bit about how you do real estate? Because it's not exactly multifamily. I want to make sure my audience knows this and how you do real estate and who you find and how do you find them? I do residential, so four units and below. It's so simple for me. It's cookie cutter type properties. It is very, very simple financing. Like everything about it is so simple for me, which makes it just easy. That's why I'm able to find the right people. Now in that, I believe that as you find the right people, they'll present themselves to you. Like you will, as you're doing your normal business, you're investing in real estate, you're telling people you're a real estate investor, you're meeting realtors, you're meeting property managers, eventually, you're going to find people that align with you. I do believe that everybody has a decent chance, chance, uh, ability to judge somebody's character. Like, do I actually like hanging around this person? Uh, do they seem trustworthy? Do they communicate well? Do I really just like, do I want to spend day in and day out talking to that person? Or if you don't, then you probably shouldn't work with that person. And here's what I, a couple of things that I believe. Number one, Life is too short for us to work with people that we don't get along with or that don't like us. Like we don't need to force any relationship. We don't need to force that because there are other people that would make your life so much easier. The people that are more of a drag on you that don't really get along very well with you, it makes it really, really hard to do business. So you want to find the right people. So I believe everybody has a good judge of character. You have the ability to, but what happens is when we go wrong is we kind of these little yellow flags that kind of pop up in my, uh, your mind about somebody, uh, man, this person's not calling me back. Uh, I'll just disregard that. Let me keep moving forward. What happens is when you find the wrong people, it's because you disregarded your natural instinct or your natural understanding of your, your character, their character, and how you want to actually work with them. So in finding the actual person, like in what we need to do, I'll give you an example. So mine is residential four units and below. What I do, just like starting any business, I don't just grab somebody that's walking across the street and say, hey, you have a pulse, come in here and manage my properties, manage my money, manage my employees, manage it. I don't do that. I literally take my time and I interview many, many different people. And if somebody seems to come across like they're a good fit, then I pursue even further. I do even more interviews. I don't just take it that, oh, you know, I, hey, we had a good one conversation. Let's go ahead and have you start doing all my property management. I don't do that because I don't want to change property managers almost ever, like literally ever. Like I, I've had property managers for 15 years because I find the right person from the beginning. Now, when here's a big tip that I want to give everybody. When you find the right person, hire them. But here's a, here's a tip. I want you to hire slow and fire fast. Hire slow, meaning you are going to be finding the right person, interviewing multiple people. And this is not just real estate. This is any business. 
you're hiring slow, you're vetting that person out, you're asking lots of questions, you're getting referrals. So you're hiring slow. And then I also, even though I said fire fast, the first thing that I comes to my mind is I give everybody a second chance. Some people, you know, they can have a bad day. Something might happen. I give them a second chance. But after that, if they're proving themselves to not be the right fit, then it's okay. We move on and move them out. So we let them go very, very fast. So that is how I find the right people is because as you're going about in your daily life as an investor, you're going to come across lots of people. The ones that see eye to eye with you, you're like, man, I could go hang out with this person. They're that cool. Two, man, they're trustworthy. I could tell they don't know what they're doing and I can get along with them. Then that's the type of people to work with. Because the last thing, like I said, is life is too short to work with people you don't like. I love it. And we hear this mantra a lot. And for my audience, you've probably, you've probably heard it before. Hire slow, fire fast. But for all of my entrepreneurs that are listening right now, how many times have you not, I mean, be honest with you, how many, with yourself, how many times have you not followed that advice? And I know there are probably a few hundred of you out there who are just like, oh, I needed to hear that today because gosh, oh my goodness, I have this employee, or I'm currently hiring and I have to remember this. Or it's also to the fact that, yes, you can have a great relationship with this person. Yes, they could be qualified. Yes, all that stuff, actually all that stuff could be true. But remember what Dustin said, it's giving them a chance, but people will start showing their true colors as time goes on and make sure that you latch on to not what they say, but what they actually do. And if they're doing wrong, chances are they're going to continue to do wrong. Your thoughts on that, Dustin? 100% agree. And I like how, well, I've actually done this in my life. Well, you asked that question like, or you, you said, think you've probably done this. I've literally done this where I just held on to somebody for too long. I'll give you a quick example. Mm -hmm. One of my property managers, I've got 30 plus properties all over the country. Um, and one of my property managers, the property went vacant in February. They told me, okay, it's going to be, if you fix it up, if you put $12,000 into this property, it could, we could rent it for $1,200 a month. It's a relatively inexpensive home in, in a economically depressed area. And so I said, okay, let's go ahead and do it. So I put $12,000, I paid them $12,000 to fix it up. It literally sat vacant for eight months. And I kept telling them, why isn't it rented? Oh, it's because of this problem. Oh, it's because of that problem. Oh, it's because of this problem. Like they were just giving excuses. And then I'll fast forward. There was even more work that needed to be done. And they were telling me it was done. We kept lowering the price. It never got rented. I eventually fired my property manager because a couple other properties, they were not taken care of very well. Fired them in October. Yes, it was like late September, early October. By November, we had it fixed up. I had to put more money into it because they just basically took my money. I had to put more money into it and they got it rented like November 15th. So it was so fast and it was a little higher than what they were trying to market for. They were just not good, not competent. Actually, they were good for about 12 years. I was working it for a while. They got too big and they, they just took their eye off the ball. But for me, I wasted so much time. I kept, let me give them a chance. Let me give them a chance. Let me give them a chance. When I knew I should have fired them a long time ago, I wish I would have, but now did and now my life is so much better. I could actually rest at night knowing my properties are taken care of. And see, the thing is, and you just said it, you've been working with these people for 12 years, but even over the course of those 12 years, if you see the productivity and their KPIs start to decline, 
the numbers don't lie. And you, it's, I know you, Dustin, I know you gave them chance after chance after chance, but if they were taking their eye off the ball or if their eyes were looking elsewhere, and this is for everybody, if you are working with people, make sure you're honest with them. Make sure if something's happening in your life or in your business that you let them know, you let them know, hey, you know what? My business is changing a little bit. Maybe, maybe like in your case, maybe we should, maybe I'm going to introduce you to some of my friends who are property managers who can take care, very good care of you. At least that way you keep that connection. So Dustin, the other reason why I really wanted to dig deeper into your business because you and I know this is a multifamily podcast. We usually talk about multifamily, a lot of mindset on this podcast, but I have a lot of people coming to me that are either thinking about getting into real estate or they really want to get into multifamily and they're already flipping homes and they're doing some small buy and holds and they're thinking that they have to go big and go large and they have to do all this. Like it, it, it has to have to, have to, have to. And I, you know what? I fully believe because I am, I've drunk the Kool-Aid. I have done it for over a decade. I love multifamily. This is what my husband and I do. And we've created a really, really amazing business where we teach for anybody who's listening to this for the first time, a little bit about us. We do teach large multifamily. Our partners teach single family. We do, we do, we run the gamut, but we love multifamily. We have over 300 million of assets under management and that spans over 3000 units. And Dustin, you and I both know not everyone has to go big. Not everyone has to go to multifamily. And I want to talk about this because I, there is a pervasive, maybe insidious, like undercurrent that, you know, each, let's say, facet of real estate thinks it's the best. I don't they believe do. that. At least not anymore. I don't believe I don't believe multifamily is the best thing for everyone. And I've talked to probably thousands of people at this point. And I want to know your feelings on this because you and I have had that multifamily conversation. I have asked you the question, why don't you come to multifamily? So I want to have an honest discussion from a multifamily provider to a four unit and below provider. Like how not how are we better than either of us, but what's what's. How can we bolster each other? Does that make sense, yeah, Dustin? It sure does. And to add to what you're saying, it was when I started talking to other real estate investors who had podcasts and how they invested, like you and other our friends, our mutual friends that are at Rubicon, and especially at Rubicon, where we bring 40 plus expert investors, literally bring in all of our communities together to help each other and help everybody to invest. It's not a pitch fest where it's like run to the back and go buy things, which is all about giving. And so with that, I've saw, I've seen, and I, I started with it's only residential. Like I started telling everybody just stick with residential. It's so much easier, blah, blah, blah. Cause I just was, I, I love residential. It's so easy for me. Mm -hmm. But then I realized it was because of my couple things, risk tolerance, my desire, my, uh, I guess goals and all like how I see my vision for the future. Not everybody has the same. In fact, everybody has different risk tolerances, different goals, different success outcomes of what they want, and also even different likes. Like somebody where I love long-term rental. I just get steady income all the time, every time. It's, it's fantastic. But some people, they love short-term, like Airbnb, VRBO. They love the short-term because they make more money. There's more work on their end, but they make more money and they really enjoy it. So for me, 
if somebody is thinking, well, what should I do? Like what asset class, if they're just getting started, which we'll get into if you're in one now and if you want to switch or do anything different, but if you're just getting started, like what excites you? Like it does Airbnb or short-term excite you? Does having income come in without ever even thinking about your properties come in? That could be uh, you're investing in syndication where it's literally cash flow coming in because you don't want any work. Or if you want to own your properties and be able to give them to your kids in 30 plus years when you pass away, then it might be single family. There's so many different things that need to come into account if you were trying to figure out which asset class you're going to go to. But the biggest thing for me is what's your goal, risk tolerance, and what do you like? Like if you like multifamily, you like the idea of that, then that's probably the great way to go. Now, that's somebody just getting started. Now, if somebody is thinking, well, I'm already in residential and I want to get into multifamily, here's the biggest thing. By far, the biggest thing that you need to do is find the right people that are doing that with or doing that in general that you're seeing. Man, those people are successful. Those people are they're crushing it. They see and also couple that. Remember, I said, I don't like working with people I don't like. So even if somebody's crushing it, let's say it's this big name person and they're doing an amazing job. Well, if I don't get along with them, we don't get along. I'm not going to invest with them. Just it's life is too short. So for me, what I want to do is I want to find the right people who are already doing it. Remember, this is changing from one asset class to the other. Like if I want to get into multifamily, I'm going to hang out with the friends that I have, like you, uh, Peely and Jason, hang out with you guys, hang out with other friends that are doing it and say, hey, let's invest together. So that's my suggestion. And if you want to do it yourself, definitely getting somebody like Jason Apili that's an expert or myself like I've got just like you hundreds if not thousands of students now that I've coached through this entire process to invest in real estate and then now they're looking at me saying thank you so much like my life has changed because of your expertise and the great thing just like you and Jason um, and myself we don't need to do this like all the podcasting YouTubing even the conferences we don't need to do anything of it because we have our real estate like all my passive income, all the streams of income flow into my river of income, which is my real estate investing. From there, I actually love serving people. So from the podcast to coaching to RubeCon to the, the conference, like everything is all about serving more people. Uh, because, and this is the last thing because I want you to, to jump in. I personally felt like it was a great accomplishment when I bought my first property. Then when I quit my job, it was a great accomplishment. It was fantastic. But here's the, here's the amazing thing. I did not feel fulfilled. I didn't feel like I was fulfilling anything. It was just an accomplishment. But here's this flip side of that. When I helped my first student to buy their first property, I felt fulfilled. I felt like I helped another human being get what they wanted. And then when they quit their job, I felt even more fulfilled. So it's accomplishment versus fulfillment. And when you are in a place where you have money coming in passively through real estate, then you can devote to serving people just like you and Jason do. When you start serving people, fulfillment comes. And then honestly, completely honest, more money comes because the more people that you serve, the better their life gets and the better your life gets. Yes. Yes. I think this is the perfect thing, the perfect conversation to kind of end our conversation in because I just had – so. Yesterday we were in church and the pastor has over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about what we were created to do. And we were at the end of this week, uh, this couple of weeks um, uh, subject. And he ends with, you are created to serve. We are all created 
to serve. And it's not how much money you have in your bank account. It's not how many properties you own. It's none of that stuff. It is how many people do you work for? And I'm not talking as an employee to an employer. It's more how many people, and I asked Jason this, I was like, how many people are we working for? How many people are we serving? And are we, can we serve more? And I think that's what separates the good people from the, maybe they need to work a little bit on, on their service people. And being able to bring all those types of people into one room is magical. And the great thing is, and you'll find a 20% off coupon in the show notes for Rubicon. So this is the conference that Dustin puts on. I don't get any shares of it. I don't have to push this out. We get to talk on the stage and you get to hear more about Jason and I. And this is one of my favorite conferences and I've been to a ton. I, in fact, besides my own conferences, I'd say this is my favorite because Dustin has been able to pull in and you, you heard it from him. He, he said he brings in 40 plus investors to, to come speak on his stage. He doesn't sell anything. You're not, he's not trying to like send you to the back of the room to buy anything. And all these people simply want to serve. So if you are looking, and I want to get back to what I said previously, if you are looking where for what you are created to do, and if real estate helps you to do that, then I suggest you look into Rubicon. You look into being in this room because these are full of service oriented people who want to help you, who want to bolster you. And to what you said, Dustin, helping people to buy their own real estate to further their goals of more service, it's the best feeling. So before I let you go, Dustin, I want you to leave my audience with I mean, I feel I feel blessed and filled as it is right now, but let's top it off with something even better. How how do you want to leave my audience? What what's some of the next steps that they can take after listening to this podcast? So there are four areas in life that you want to have this legacy and we'll start with the first one, but they lead into all four. So the first one is a money legacy in your life to be able to buy or afford whatever it is that you want. Now you have to work hard for this. Now these other three legacies that come after this, they it's going to be very, very hard for them to come unless you get this one down first. So the first one, just like talking with Jason and Peely, start working with them, start getting that cash flow coming in where you're not spending your time working for somebody else. So the first one is a money legacy. The second one is a time legacy. So your money leads into time where you have money coming in. When I had 40 plus hours of my life back because I was able to become successfully unemployed, then I had all my time back. Now that time legacy allows me to do whatever it is that I want and I have the money to afford it. Then money leads into time. Time then leads into a relationship legacy. The relationship legacy that you may have put off, you know, maybe to your spouse or your kids or parents, grandparents, whatever it might be, neighbors. Now you have the money 
that affords you the time, then the time affords you to get your relationships solid and in order so that people look at you as somebody that they like, that they want to be around, as opposed to that person's working all the time, but they have no time for me. No, instead, you have a relationship legacy. The last one, and this is where you and I are in uh, Peely, and we're blessed to be here. Now, it takes one step after another. Money leads into time. Time leads into relationship. The last one, relationship leads into a service legacy. Now, you and I, we don't even have to worry about our money coming in. Honestly, it's so amazing to be able to talk to my account. This literally happened to me um, last year, like in November-ish. I called up my accountant. I said, hey, accountant, how much money am I going to owe in taxes? He goes, a lot. I was like, oh, man. Like, I'm not going to say how much, but he said, a lot. I said, well, what do I need to do? And he said, you need to go buy a truck. I was like, well, we've had one car for literally 12 years. I could buy a truck. And he said, yeah, you could write off 80% of that. It's like, okay. So I went and bought a truck, which was great. Like, I'll twist my arm. But I went and bought a truck. But here's the reason why I'm saying this is my, my wife and myself, we just love to serve and love to give. It's that service legacy that you get to that now more money comes in. Like the more properties that I buy that make it better for other people to live in as tenants, because not everybody wants to own. You got to realize that a lot of people don't want to own properties. Well, if we give them good properties that at a decent rent that they can afford and we still make money, then we win, they win. So my suggestion, we start with the money legacy. Once you have the money legacy, then hopefully you can quit your job, become successfully employed, leads into a time legacy. That time, you have more time to spend on your relationships, getting those solid. And then now you focus on serving because when you start serving, you make more money. But here's the biggest thing. You feel fulfilled. I don't have to worry about money anymore because it comes in through my businesses. Now I just look at serving other people. Love it. I think that is the best way to top off this podcast with you, Dustin. I am blessed to know you and I cannot wait for Rubicon. Again, everyone go down to the show notes, find the link for the 10% or the 20% off, find the link for the 20% off and go check it out. I promise you it's gonna be in uh, St. Louis. It's gonna be amazing and please check it out. It's gonna be a group hundreds of people all pointing towards this same type of mindset. So if you loved what you heard today, go check that out. Also, if you love what you heard today, please rate, review, and subscribe. It would make my heart very happy. Again, Destin, thank you so much. And for everyone that's listening, thank you so much. So much love, so much aloha, and so much joy in your day. Bye now. <laughs>